0: He's got a beautiful backswing. Dad! oh, he got all of that one. Oh my gosh. That is amazing. Lay
1: up with an iron into the hazard. <laughs> oh my God, you had to deal with the golf course people too.
2: Well, that
3: wasn't quite what I meant, you know.
2: What's up everybody? Welcome into another edition of the 73rd Hole, the official podcast of Golf Oklahoma. Colby Powell, Taylor Williams, Sam Humphreys. And Jim Woodward, our man Woody, with you here on a Wednesday. Later in the show, we will preview the memorial, full preview of the Memorial Great Field there this week at Jack's Place, as there is every single year as John Rahm looks for redemption uh, after he had to withdraw last year, leaving the door open for Patrick Cantlay to win his second memorial in four years. We'll get to that. We'll touch briefly on the NCAAs later on in the show. But the big news in the world of golf uh, broke about 7.15 our time Here in Oklahoma last night, the live field was announced. Live golf, the field uh, for the event next weekend in London, headlined by Dustin Johnson. Other big names, uh, Lee Westwood, Sergio Garcia, Louis Oosthuizen, and Taylor Gooch, friend of the show here on the podcast. So, uh, I mean, first reactions for me, a little surprised at DJ just because of his statement in February, but not massively surprised. Um, I don't know. All these guys, I think, had kind of been rumors, So I don't think it was the, the shock factor so much, guys, as it was just the, okay, now we actually have names. Now we can actually get this thing going and see who falls where. And uh, we pretty much have it figured out at this point. Six spots remain open. Five of those will be filled uh, by qualifiers from an Asian tour event, which has an agreement with the Live Tour Uh, And then one open spot that we do not know where it will go, could still go to Phil Mickelson. Sam, you're still out in the desert. Uh, Your first thoughts last night, just instant reaction to the live field being announced.
0: Guys, I wasn't shocked at all. I mean, especially Taylor Dukes, because we had that conversation with him back on March 28th. And after that interview ended, we kind of looked at each other and said, he's going to Saudi, right? And so if anyone listened to our interview with him, uh, on March 28th, I, I don't think they would have been as surprised. Now, the surprising thing is, is he's really the only young up-and-comer that went over there. Um, but just from my perspective, uh, you know, Taylor has made just under $10 million on the PGA Tour. The rumor that I'm hearing is three million over eight events uh, for the live for uh, Taylor Goose. It, how much, Sam? Um, how much? Th- $30 million over the eight events uh, gotcha. is the number that I had heard rumored uh, from a pretty good source, but I don't know. I don't know that for a fact. That's just a rumor. Um, but anyways, leading to my point of you know, we have guys that spoke out against it, like Rory McIlroy or or Tiger or or guys you know of that echelon um, on the PGA Tour, and basically they've already had their payday. So that's not the guys that this was really appealing to. Those guys didn't want to take the PR hit for a guy like Taylor Gooch. Like I said, who's just made uh, just under ten million. It, it makes financial sense, guys, and we can get more into this later, but t up, I want to hear your initial thoughts, but to me, just my initial thought is more time with family, less travel, and more money. That's a no-brainer to me, right? I mean, guys, I've agreed with everything y'all have said so far.
1: Uh, it's just pretty crazy right now because we've talked about this for months and months and months. we said, well, all this is just rumors. We're going to have to wait until something finally happens. Well, it finally happens, so we can finally talk about it. It's absolutely uh, marvelous to see, and it. it gives us, like you said, a lot to talk about on this Wednesday after OU and OSU didn't make it to the finals. But, guys, I want to read y'all a quote real quick. This was back in February. And I want y'all to tell me who said this quote. I am fully committed to the PJ Tour. I am grateful for the opportunity to play on the best tour in the world and for all that is provided me and my family. While there is always areas where our tour can improve and evolve, I am grateful for our leadership and the many sponsors to make the PJ Tour's golf premier tour. That was Dustin Johnson. He said that. And now all of a sudden – He's playing live. It's unbelievable. It's it's like a high school kid trying to commit to a college. It's like you just can't
0: trust him anymore. And right, you know, but even I mean, back then, he does real quick. Even back then, I brought up the point. He didn't say he's not going over there. He just said, you know, I, I kind of like the PGA Tour. And even yesterday, his guy released and said, you a problem with the PGA Tour.
1: And, and you know what, guys, I think that's really going to be the thing because you know I've been reading up on, on the live and all that and. You know, they're trying to make their schedule kind of around the PGA Tour. So it, I don't think that at any point they're saying, let's just take all these guys from the PGA Tour. They're just giving them another avenue to play at the end of the day. So, But I think, guys, the, the, really the main thing that shocked me about this wasn't necessarily – I think DJ was the biggest shock. But I'm adding it up here, guys. They got 26 players in the top 150 in the world. That's pretty good. I mean, that's that's a lot more than I anticipated. I expected to be around the 15 mark. But, you know, some of the guys they got obviously – Kind of anticipated TD, but it was still, you know, waiting until you see it for it to happen. DJ, probably the biggest shot. Matt Jones, kind of another big shot there. Didn't really expect to see that happen. But, yeah, and then you have the notables like Lee Westwood, Poulter, uh, Sergio, who who announced to the world uh, a month ago or whatever he was going when he had to complain the rules official. Kevin Nall, everyone's favorite player, playing Louie as well. So, I don't know, Woody. I, I think the biggest thing is, you know, how does this impact what the tour is going to do in the future with the lawsuits and all that stuff? And with you being a former player, you probably have the best insight of this. I don't know what does this mean for these guys going forward. Well, it, you know, we we were talking how it was funny. We were thinking, well, it's kind of kind of be a boring couple of weeks till the open. Nope, not so much. Uh, here's the thing: you can't knock a guy. I, I hate people out there that don't know golf that are saying, well, they can make plenty of money on the PGA tour. Well, you can if you play real good, but the competition's real good. Okay. So you can't just make plenty of money on the PGA Tour. That's, that's an understatement. Are they the same guys that say a basketball player signs for $150 million for four years and he, he only has to play a little bit? Now and then he's <laughs> guaranteed it. Wait a minute. Why well, can't golfers do this, okay? I I told you guys before we came on the air, I, I think any person needs to look out for their family. If I was Taylor Goose, I'd be doing it in a heartbeat. The only thing Taylor has to worry about, the only thing, is if this tour fails. Okay? Now, if he can go out this year, it's going to be for a year. Yeah. And, and endorsements, Woody. And endorsements. But it, Taylor, Taylor's not like Ricky Fowler. Ricky Fowler, I thought, might do it. But Ricky Fowler's got a lot of endorsements out there, guys, that he'd have to give up if he goes over there. Because it looks like, to me, that's what's going to happen. If you go to this tour... All your sponsors are going to dump you, but but again, let's let's say they're going to do ten of them right this year. And that what the number is? Is it ten guys? I think. Guys it eight. It I think it's eight. 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 I think it's Eight. Yeah. Okay, you, there's a good chance that thirty million is probably pretty close, Sam. That Taylor's going to make. Okay, thirty million dollars, guys. If the PGA doesn't take him back, taxes get about uh, fifteen of it. He's got $15 million. Could you guys live on $15 million? Oh,
3: you definitely well, hey, could. How long could, did
1: we? So how can, you, how can you question a young man? And all Taylor's really giving up, and I say all he's giving up, is the chance he might, probably won't be on a Ryder Cup team. And uh, you know what? That that That's not the end of the world, is it, guys? Uh, yeah. Dustin so- Johnson's already won majors. He's already been on a Ryder Cup team. He's already been on President's Cup teams. He really had nothing to lose. He's got nothing but money coming in the bank. So long story short, guys, let's say all this goes over these next eight weeks and they get going and they have a good series and people now, the other guys looking around at Taylor, younger guys are going, man, that ain't a bad idea. Then you got Lawsuit City. We know the PGA Tour isn't real good with lawsuits,
0: don't we, guys? Yeah, hard. you're exactly. You're exactly yeah. right, Col, Colby. I wanna, I wanna ask you real quick. Uh, when Woody brought up the fact um, of the big stars, and so right now, golf is third or fourth biggest sport in the U.S. Right? I mean, and it probably has more stars than the game of baseball. And right now, you got three or four guys out of the top fifty in the world, right, that are going going to the live and. I know you're not going to hear it on the golf channel, right? Because they're in bed with the PGA tour and and they have the contract with the PGA tour. So they're going to come out and say, no, you know, like Rory McIlroy did, it's not much to jump around about, but if they get, if the Liv gets two guys this year, two guys the next year, two guys the next year, then, then the PGA is starting to look in trouble. If they keep taking top 50 guys away from the PGA tour, Rory McIlroy said, it's not anything to jump around about. I don't think the PGA tour is jumping for joy either. Right?
2: Uh, no, I disagree with you a little bit there because you're assuming that the live is going to continue taking guys in the top 50, but I mean, no, I'm not assuming I'm saying if they do though, right. It's a possibility they just did it. I mean, yeah, if they do, then that would be a problem for the PGA Tour. But I mean, also, Liv could just play a few events and be a total failure. Uh, I thought DJ, to me, was particularly shocking. Some of the older guys who are kind of done making money on the PGA Tour kind of made sense to me. You, you know, Gooch would have surprised me had we not talked to him about it, and he kind of said that he was leaning that way. DJ has all the money in the world. It seems like he would be playing more for legacy at this point than for more money. And, and that is one thing that that I, I do question a little bit with some of these guys, not all of these guys, because some of them are, are, you know, like a Peter Uline, for example, another Oklahoma State guy. He's going over there. He's not playing for legacy. He's looking to make some money because uh, his professional golf career didn't didn't work out the exact same way that he intended it. But guys like Dustin Johnson, even a guy like Taylor Gooch, I mean, you're, you're giving up uh, – potentially could end up still playing on the PGA tour but who knows how long it's in lawsuits and stuff like that for years so you you give up playing against the best players in the world you give up the chance to win tour events so so you're giving up the legacy aspect the Ryder Cup aspect uh, Taylor Gooch's goal to become number 1 player in the world if he's suspended or banned I, from I the PGA say, tour Kobe, that goes out the Kobe. window so so you're losing you're 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 gaining money but that's about all you're gaining everything yep. else you're kind of losing but, but, Colby, you said it yourself in the interview with Taylor Gooch that legacy is subjective, right, t right,
1: oh well, I mean, 100%. And you want to talk about legacy, I just looked this up just a second ago. Let's just say the, the $30 million rumor is, is correct, let's just say that's a flat rate. There's only been 47 guys in the history of the PGA Tour that have made more than that, 47 in the history of the PGA Tour. So he would automatically be a top 50 earner in the PGA Tour just off of that. So, I mean, I think at the end of the day it's a no-brainer there, but this is a question I want to ask you guys because – I kind of alluded to this earlier that like, the live tour isn't saying, oh, you play our events only. You can't go play the PJ Tour. You can't do the Ryder Cup, all this. It's those entities that are doing it. So my question for you guys, and I, I guess I'll go ahead and ask Woody this just to get it started. Is it good for the game of golf for the PJ Tour to say, Dustin Johnson, you can never play a tour event again. Louie you can't play a tour event again. Taylor Gooch, you can't play a, a tour event again. He just finished top 20 in the last two majors. Is it good for the game of golf to say this that these guys can't play? And the number one thing I endorse on this show is growing the game. And what the PGA Tour is doing by saying these guys cannot come back if they do decide to say that is actually killing the game. And I, I think it's actually horrible. What are your thoughts on that? Rick? Couldn't agree more. If the PGA Tour stands their ground and does this, it'd be the dumbest thing I've ever seen them ever do. A long time ago, long before you guys, there was a guy named Rodney King that got beat up in L.A. Uh, by the police. He he probably deserved a whooping, but he didn't probably deserve what he got. Anyway, he said, why can't we all just get along? Well, good gosh, it's all about golf. If if we can make golf bigger and better, why in the world? I couldn't agree more, Taylor. We're growing the game. Why, why are we even doing this? I still don't understand it, and I won't understand it. And I know there's going to be lawsuits over it and everything else, it's a total waste of time. It does nothing but distract
0: from golf. And golf is growing. Let's keep it growing. Hey, we saw it at the PGA. I think the PGA of America already knew Taylor Gooch was going. Look at a, look at the pairing that he had at the PGA. Right? I In would explain PGA. it. So, by the way, but another thing Taylor has to worry about now is what the majors do. I think that's probably the biggest thing he has to worry about because if the majors ban these guys, then, I mean, they're shit out of luck, right, Colby?
2: Yeah, I mean, first off, I don't. I disagree that it's good for the game. I think live fundamentally is bad for the game. I think that for the, the murderous regime of another country to just be able to buy Dustin Johnson off the PGA Tour, I think that's bad for the game because it's weakening but, but Colby, your talent pool. Totally
1: Colby, sorry to interrupt, but, but the point isn't that the live isn't taking those players. It's the PGA Tour saying that those players can't come back. That's the whole thing
2: here. It's the, it's the PGA Tour saying that those players can't come back because they are going to a league that is trying to be a competing league and up into the PGA Tour. If I was Jay Monahan, I, I would ban these guys and I would see how it plays out in the courts. I would take my chances. Okay, here's another thing, though, about the hypocrisy of the whole thing. It, it, the hypocrisy of the whole thing
0: is that the PGA Tour, if they were so worried about Saudi Arabia, wouldn't have granted these releases in the past for the one tournament that basically the every single player on the PGA Tour has played a tournament in Saudi Arabia. Almost right, the majority of players have played over in Saudi Arabia. Now all of a sudden, just because they have a little competition, now they care about the murderous regime, right? And, and they wouldn't have had a PGA Tour China before COVID started, right? Exactly. But yes. What and the P- guys, the PGA? go ahead, Woody. Go ahead.
1: Yeah, but guys, let's 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 try not to be hypocritical about this. Let's just look at all around the world. Uh, the Chinese are really bad people. If you were somebody in Europe, you'd think Americans are really bad people with all the mass shootings we have. Okay, uh, we can all sit around and talk politics. That'd be great fun, wouldn't it? Gee many Christmas. <laughs> Good. Uh, Okay. It, it, it's not it, it, it's like sam you said it best we didn't have a problem when they went over there and played one or two tournaments and got guaranteed millions of dollars to go do it we didn't we didn't say anything about it nor did the pga tour it's now all of a sudden there's a competition and when it comes right down to it, we talked about yesterday guys it comes down to money the pga tour is trying to protect all these tournaments that they have all year long and all the sponsorship monies that come in from all these organizations. Maybe we need to think about a PGA tour schedule that's only 25 tournaments a year, okay? Instead of 40, okay? Do you guys think we get tired of golf as the year rolls on? Yes, I do. I think, think, do. think, think burnout think sessions. Definitely towards the end. I don't know how 100%. much that's do with football, though. Well, but, but but if we had college football 12 months a year, it probably would get burned out on it at some point, guys. We really would. Uh, you can't help but it's like anything in life. If you're given an ice cream cone every day for 365 days, we get kind of used to eating ice cream. But if you only got it for six months and then you had to wait to get it again, wow, I mean, that ice cream tastes a lot better. Uh, I think sometimes... And I agree with what – I get Colby's point. I, I think this is the greatest thing, what we're discussing today. Everybody's got an opinion on this, and it's good. But the bottom line is, if we can make golf better because of this, some way, somehow – there's a lot smarter people than me out there. Somebody's got to be able to figure out how do we make golf where every week we get as excited as we did for the PGA. And that's hard because it's in Oklahoma when we had PGA. But you know what I'm saying – how about twenty weeks a year? We have feeling like we're having a major.
2: So, so wouldn't that be just, fun? To elaborate. That would be excellent. To elaborate a little bit about what I was saying about I don't think it is good for the game of golf, so we're, we're taking the PGA Tour now, and let's assume that these guys, just for the sake of argument, let's assume they get suspended. So we're removing Dustin Johnson, Louis Oosteis, and Kevin Na, Taylor Gooch. We're removing those guys from PGA Tour events, and now we're putting them in these live events. Well, these live events are not going to be a good product. They're limited fields, and after those first handful of names I just dropped out, I mean, I'm looking at the odds, the betting odds for this first event. Pablo Larithable is 20 to 1. Matt Jones is 25 to 1 (laughs) next weekend on Live. He's 200 to 1 this weekend at the Memorial, so we're going to have a bad product on the Live Tour and we're going to have a weakened product on the PGA Tour. That's what I mean when I say it's bad for the game. I mean, the the Live is not going to be something I have interest in watching anyway, and now I don't get to see DJ on the PGA Tour. I think that's bad for professional golf. You're talking from a fan's perspective, but from a
0: player's perspective, I I laid out why golfers are should be owed guaranteed money and this is good for the game now that we're talking about guaranteed money and yes it's just starting so the fields are going to suck but here in the next 10 years right if, if like i said if a couple guys per year go over there then either the pga tour has two options give give out guaranteed money or Go over and play in the live in the Saudi league and play less events, spend more time with their family, and get guaranteed contracts. He
1: does. I, bro, I completely agree. I got, I got, I got a couple questions for COVID just because I want to elaborate on what he said. Yeah, here. far so, away. First question, I want first question I want to ask you: Should the majors ban the players? We're not talking about the trade here, We're talking about the
2: majors. I mean, that's kind of their own deal. The PGA Tour is in direct competition with Liv, whereas the majors aren't in direct competition with Liv, but the majors are in partnership with the PGA Tour and the DP World Tour. It, it gets dicey with me on the majors because it's not in direct competition with the Liv. I, I think that there's a chance that we see one or two majors ban them just to stay in solidarity with the PGA Tour and the DP World Tour, and then maybe a couple of majors don't ban them. So I, I have no idea what the majors are going to do.
1: And next question. Oh, go ahead. I, I go just have one more question. One more question. What What is the better field, the first live event in London or the Mexico Open a couple weeks
2: ago? Uh, I'd say they're probably pretty comparable. Pretty comparable. Um, I mean, ROM was in Mexico, so, DJ's in live, and then it drops off pretty significantly after that. So, so. so
1: That's my exact point. That's what I was going to make. What we're talking about, it's going to dilute the DJ Tour product. Well, there's nothing else going on in Mexico, and the product was the exact same, so. I mean, I think that it's, it, what it's diluting from is a certain event because we already saw – I think the biggest thing that was a shocker here is that the RBC Canadian Open is the week is the other term of the P.J. Tour. Well, Dustin Johnson and Graham McDonnell were RBC endorsed. They, they actually dropped them earlier today. So I think that was – the biggest thing is that not only did those guys skip a P.J. Tour event stand, but they skipped an event that they had sponsors, for, which is absolutely crazy.
0: Yeah, exactly. And then I'll put a third question to it that I want to ask Colby since he comes from a little bit of a different perspective on this than I do. Do you think if the PGA Tour bans these guys, that they'll win the lawsuit?
2: Man, I, I'm not a lawyer. I have no idea. Independent contractors do have the freedom to move and do what they want. But as, as the PGA Tour, do they have the right to determine who gets to represent their brand? I mean, that's lawyer stuff, man. That's, that's above okay. my pay grade. Hey,
0: guys. Say, hey Kobe,
1: real quick, real quick, Woody.
0: Hold on. One, I got one, one follow-up
1: go to
2: that. Woody, and
0: you can answer this, too. Now, if they do win the lawsuit or if they don't, say, say that the live wins the lawsuit and these guys come back to the PGA Tour, I mean, they just got their payday, and then they can come back and play on the PGA Tour, and they made it better by generating more money towards the PGA Tour, right?
1: Correct. And I, I would just tell Kobe one story. I, I got to let you guys hear this because when I was on tour, a PGA, one of the higher up, it wasn't Tim Finch at the time, but I won't use his name because he was right below. He literally said to me, Woody, we care about 20 guys on this tour. All you're good for is fill in the field. Wow. And I went, wow. That's pretty harsh. And that's real harsh. But you know what? That was reality. Because that was reality at the time. That was before Tiger. So then it even got worse. The top guys, That's really all those guys gave a crap about. So to me, Colby, the reason why you would think I would back the PGA Tour on this, I really don't. I think they're like a big bully in a playground, and somebody just kicked them in the nuts, and I think it's funny. I really do. I think it's kind of amusing. Because because then they go, ouch, that hurts okay, well, we're going to bull up even more. Well, you know what? Good luck with that. I, I just think I think it's great. You know why this is good for golf, though, guys? What do they always say about press, good or bad? Any press is good press. So publicity, bad publicity. Any press is good press. i mean, camp- we are talking about golf. No, you're, you're right. How can we all be talking about golf and have so many interesting conversations? And you're not only having it with golfers, guys. There's all sorts of people getting involved with this. I, I listened briefly to Traber talking before we went on the air. And he was funnier than I'll get out. He was like, hey, wait a minute. China's a badass. Quit booing the politics. He was the one jumping in there talking about that. He said, how do you tell a guy he can go not go make $30 million? You, you can't tell him that. He's an independent contractor. He plays golf for a living. If he played on my 40 acres... Okay. anywhere he plays, wherever he plays, he can play on my 40 acres out here that I try to keep up with. And if they gave him four million to hit it in a hole that I dug out my pasture, you know what? I'm gonna have forty six guys trying to get it in a hole in my pasture for four million. <laughs> so so I do want to
2: I, I want to clarify and elaborate a little bit because I'm I'm trying to choose my words carefully. I, I don't want them to be misconstrued into like I'm telling Taylor Gooch don't go play live or, you know, I, I think Taylor Gooch and, and Dustin Johnson are terrible people, all that stuff. I, I just there is a risk for these guys that they are jeopardizing any chance of a PGA Tour career of chasing those wins of chasing that history of chasing that legacy. There there is a PR hit, there are sponsors hits because you, you know, maybe not as much to to some of us or to some of the guys on tour, but to a lot of people where the money is coming from matters. And I think it matters more in America than it does for the European guys because uh, America's history with Saudi Arabia is more complicated and more diluted than than probably the history that that the guys in Europe would have with Saudi Arabia. So I I do think that that stuff matters to an extent. And and again, guys, I think if it didn't, then we would have seen a full field for this kind of money. We we wouldn't have to have James Piot filling out the field. Peter Uline wouldn't be getting a spot in the field if it didn't matter where the money was coming from because more guys would be going over there. So I, I think it's very, Complicated. Uh, I don't think there's one right or wrong answer for different guys. If if people like Taylor Gooch and Lee Westwood and Ann Poulter and these guys, if they're good with the PR hit, if they've accepted that, look, I may never play a PGA Tour event again, and I'm okay with that because I can go make all this money. Uh, then, then yeah, do do what you want to do. Um, it, it's just it's going to be odd seeing that you know Dustin Johnson and Louis Oosthuizen and Taylor Gooch. I mean those guys are, for all intents and purposes, um, no longer competing against the best in the world. And I've, cool. I've enjoyed oh. seeing Taylor Gooch compete against the best in the world. Go ahead, Sam.
0: Uh, yeah, I was just going to say you're exactly right uh, on the huge risk in some areas. I mean, RBC already terminated their sponsorship um, with Dustin Johnson. And, you know, we're going to see a lot more guys like that that go over there and lose some sponsorships and endorsements. Um, I think that's probably where the biggest risk lies. I don't think that the majors will ban these guys, and and I don't think that these guys that are going over there are very worried that the PGA Tour is going to win the lawsuit even if they do want to come back.
2: Yeah, no, you might be right about that. And I I just – I wanted it to be clear that while I don't really like Liv, I'm not a Liv guy, I I don't necessarily think it's good for the game. If you want to go, go. If you want to make money, I'm not here to stop anybody from making money. It's just it's a very unique situation, and I don't know with the U.S. Open being the week after the first Liv event. Taylor, and and I'm sure you guys saw the statement that the USGA released last week. The U.S. Open is the, the most open of all the tournaments and all this stuff. However, we reserve the right to limit the field as we see fit. Is there any chance, Taylor, any chance that the USGA, who just because of the timing of this, gets to bat first, you you get to bat leadoff, is there any chance that the USGA tells any of these guys not to show up at Brookline? Guys, yeah, I,
1: I, I'm going to take my interest out of it You know, politically political all that. I, it would be a damn shame if that happened. Could you imagine US Open – without Dustin Johnson. I mean, he won the son of a gun in Oakmont 2016. You got Louie, who's known for his runner-up. He finished runner-up to uh, John Rum last year. So, I mean, and then Taylor Gooch, Kevin Dove, Sergio, all these guys that wouldn't be there. I, I just think it'd be an absolute shame. But if they want to try to make a statement and try to, what I consider, hindrance golf, because, once again, these guys are making the decision that's best for them, and you're going to tell them that they can't come play in your tournament because they made that decision. I think it's pretty shitty in all honesty. So I, I sure hope they don't. But in all honesty, with everything that's happened this year, it wouldn't shock me once it was- That would be – that would be – Colby, that would be – that would be the boldest statement ever if the USGA did do that. I I can't imagine because the bottom line is, they qualified to play in the golf tournament by all the rules that the USGA has put out. All the different variables that says, this is how you get to our US Open. And then they've done that. All these guys are exempt on, into that Open. And then for them to say, yeah, but because you went over there, we're not going to let you play. wee! Now, you want to talk about lawsuits.
0: Holy they didn't break cow. any laws
1: they didn't do anything they have done nothing wrong except if you go politically they could maybe scheme it that way but they haven't done anything wrong they didn't pull anybody off and beat them up and kill them these guys didn't do all those things and again if you get back to that political side of it that's what i hope people don't do because the world is a bad place there's bad there's evil all over this world guys they're everywhere there's evil every time you turn around so i just think if you're a qualified player i remember when i broke my patella in the houston open i was a totally exempt player on the pga tour the year before i finished 78th on the money list i had full exemption on the pga tour I broke my patella or tore my patella, whatever that patella is. I still don't know what it is. I just know it hurts like a son of a bitch if you ever do it, okay? But <laughs> they told me at that point, they said, well, we're sorry for your luck, but you haven't played enough years on the tour for us to give you a medical exemption, so your SOL you, we will give you a, a free deal into the finals of the tour school. But you oh, know what? Sucks. I could have easily gotten a lawyer and gotten and sued somebody, but you know what? I didn't do that because I support the PGA Tour. I didn't want to be that guy that said, oh, well, I'm going to sue you over this, even though I had every right. I'm telling you what, I was an exempt player. How do you tell me now that I broke my patella in one of your golf tournaments at one of your TPC courses, and now you say, well, you're SOL? Uh, you You lost your whole year that you were exempt? I just got a whole different perspective on this than you guys do because I watched the bully. I watched the bully for the five years I played. And if you think they're not a bully, you're wrong. They are a bully. Greg Norman always said they were a bully. Am I a Greg Norman fan? No. But does he have a point? Yes. It comes down to the simple fact. If I'm a professional golfer and somebody's putting on a golf tournament and invites me to it, I should be able to go and play in that event, period. He and, and guys, real quick, one, one name that, that we forgot to throw out there, if the if USGA did decide to do this, like Kobe brought up James P. out kind of slandering the tour. He's the reigning U.S. Amateur Champion. So the US, the US Open would say the reigning U.S. Amateur Champion, which is probably the closest line to events in the history of golf, you would say that their champion couldn't play in it? I, that would be absolutely... I, I, it would be
2: preposterous to me. It truly would be. And, and I don't think that the USGA will do that. I just – these these majors are in alliance with the PGA Tour and, uh, and the DP World Tour with the RNA across the pond. I, I just <laughs> – I don't know what they're going to do to try to prove their allegiance, their alliance to the PGA Tour. I know what you all should do. You all should go see our good friends at Quail Creek Bank. If you're a small business owner looking for a bank that understands your unique financial needs, Quail Creek Bank. If you're trying to develop a relationship with a banker who knows you and your family by name, Quail Creek Bank. That is their mission. They're a family. They consider their customers part of their family too. Go experience the difference at Quail Creek Bank, 122nd in North May in Oklahoma City. Give them a Four zero five seven five five one thousand. That's four zero five seven five five one thousand. All right, but before we take wait, a break, so we're go ahead, guys.
0: Son. We're sponsored by we're sponsored by a bank, and Dustin
2: Johnson's not anymore. <laughs> 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 that's correct. Yeah, so, so that's <laughs> pretty cool. I, I did want to ask wow. this question. Sam so, either. The, the logistics, and, and we'll get to break here in a minute, and we'll preview Memorial, but the logistics of these Live Golf tournaments and getting them broadcast to the world, right? Like a broadcast, we were at Southern Hills, you see all the trucks and all the antennas and all the cable and the towers and everything that goes into broadcasting an event, and... Basically, a few weeks ago, they just threw it out there and said anybody who wants to do this can do it, no rights fees. And now I don't know—is it YouTube maybe that's going to do this? But I'm very curious to see what I the, think so. I, I'm very curious to see what the product is that they can get out to us for live golf. Uh, the first one's in London. I probably wouldn't watch anyway, but I'm definitely not going to watch because my wife and I are going to Austin for our anniversary. The next one's in maybe Portland. I think uh, I'm curious, guys. Are y'all, are you going to go out of your way to watch live? Are you just going to watch it if it's on and you're not doing anything? Does the actual product of what they're giving you when it's televised, does that matter much? I I guess how how much and how aggressively are you going to consume live content is essentially what I'm asking. You go ahead, Sam.
0: Well- First of all, I want to see who the other six guys are. Number one, why did they hold those names out? If if it's Phil Mickelson, I'm definitely going to watch it, at least see what he says. Um, But, you know, to me, I'm going to watch it. I I think that anytime uh, you have a new product, I, I want to watch it and see how it goes, see what they do great, see what they do bad. And. Um, I don't know. I just love the game of golf. I think it is growing the game of golf that we have, just tournament wise. Forget the politics and the money and the PGA Tour, even the live. Just, just the golf part of that tournament. I mean, I'll be excited for it. I, I hope that we do kind of do the same thing we always do.
1: Yeah, I, I agree with Sam. I, I'll, I'm going to watch mainly just for the factor of, like I said, the brand new product. I kind of want to see what they bring to the table. I, I'll say this: I do think that the coverage. We'll get better over time. I agree with Colby with what he's saying. That. The first few events, it's not going to be worth a damn. I mean, it's going to be absolutely terrible. But I do think once they have a few more events, it will get better over time. And it'll probably turn into guys, honestly, like right now, kind of how I am with the European tour, sure, where it's like if I'm up in the morning on a weekend, I'll watch it. Or if there's a real late event or whatever, and I can't sleep, I'll watch it, that kind of thing. But I'm not going to set an alarm to watch it, that kind of thing. Um, but, but Sam makes a really good point because if Phil plays, I think it has to be much much watched television with I think you guys are all – I think, again, I'm not setting an alarm to watch it. I will watch it because I want to see what the product is. But I think what's always going to be the most interesting thing about this is at what point does a major network think, yeah, I've got it. I mean, this is a good chance for us. And and we might want to think about getting involved in it. And then, like what Sam was saying earlier, if Taylor Gooch goes out there and makes $30 million, is his buddy Max Homer going to go – yeah, well that looks pretty good to me. I mean hey, I and I, Woody, I, that
0: thirty million number was just the guaranteed number. I mean they're got, playing for massive yeah, as well. More than that. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: I mean it's it's it it, it, it the, the the numbers could get really stupid out there where uh Peter Uline won't get in this event. They might have a, have to have a qualifying school for the Libs. By, but by the way, what
2: saying? Done? You, you said that it was big news the week of the Zurich that Robert Garrigus had filed a waiver request for this first live event. Did Liv right? tell Robert Garrigus no? Because he's not on the list, guys. I saw that. I, saw that. <laughs> I didn't think about that.
1: I saw that. I was wondering the same thing because here's a guy that stuck his neck out, even though he hasn't really got any playing privileges. But there's a number of guys that don't have playing privileges on the PGA Tour that are getting in this event. Uh, How about Brooks Kepka's
2: brother? Right. That's right. Yeah, Chase is why out there. Get, why, why
1: does he get
2: in this golf tournament? We were talking I mean, because I his last name's Kepka. That's why he gets in the golf duh, tournament because yeah, his last 100%. name's Kepka. But we were talking before yeah, we it, came on about David Pooge from Arizona State. David Pooge is playing at Greyhawk today, right now, right, in the NCAA right National now. Championship. He's playing for a national championship, and then he's going to get on a plane and go to London, and he's going to play in the first live event. It's just – it's really wild. Some of the names on this list. I would say again, I'll be out of town for the first one. Uh, the next one, I would like to watch and see what the TV product is. Uh, you know, is there any kind of pro tracer? Is there? Are is there commentary? Is it good commentary? Do we have good camera angles? Do we have different camera angles? Stuff like that uh, is. More in terms of a broadcast is what I'm fascinated about as opposed to the golf. I mean, I know what the golf is. I know what DJ and Kevin Na and Louie and uh, and TG bring to the table. What I want to know is how much does T2 pay out so that I can estimate Louie Oosthuizen's yearly earnings?
1: (laughs) Well, here's another question for all you guys. Okay, here's a good question for all you guys. Let's say this first live tournament takes place. What if Chase Koepka wins it? Does that pull this tour down? if we don't have a Louis season or we don't have a Dustin Johnson or Lee Westwood win this first event, what if we don't have one of the big stars win this event? And I'll then let's a- go to Portland, and then we go and we don't have another one where we don't have a big star win this event. Does that now start taking away from this tour?
0: Maybe initially, but I'll ask an even better question. What if David Pooge goes over there uh, and makes millions of dollars and all these guys in college see that this is an easier route to make more money right out of college, and then all of a sudden they have all the good young players over there.
2: How about this, guys? <laughs> I, I think that we will see a reaction. I think that PGA Tour U will will include a PGA Tour card within the next couple of years. You know, now they get temporary corn fairy it status. Should. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I, yep. I think that that is how they will entice college guys to go to the PGA Tour instead of live. My I agree with point. you guys on that. Because, yeah. because
1: guys, they, they got two of the last three uh, U.S. Amateur champions. And you mentioned David Cook, like, or how do you pronounce his last name? He's a top ten amateur in the world. He's number nine on, on the Wagner ranking. So it's not like this guy's just some bum, barely cracking the top five. I mean, this is an elite amateur player. guy. Yeah. yeah well, hey, go ahead. Think about, think about something else while we're on this. They, they give you this little corn fairy thing. They, they act like they're being being something really nice to give you the corn fairy to work your way to the PGA Tour, right? How much money do you make on the corn fairy tour? You barely can
0: make expenses, right? You're exactly – I was talking to one of the other OU teammates of Chris Godderup. I won't say who it is, um, but I was talking to one of them, and they were saying how Chris – you know, wasn't too bummed out about not making PGA Tour U because he had all the sponsors' exemptions into the PGA Tour events and wasn't even going to be able to play in, like, three or four fairy events anyways. And same thing with, like, guys like Austin Ekro. So, I mean, you know, it it sounds good on paper, sounds great on paper, but in reality, when you get sponsors' exemptions, when you're that good, it really doesn't mean much.
1: Doesn't mean anything. And, in fact, when you get right down to it, if you're playing golf and you get a chance to play in a live event for that kind of money compared to going to Omaha or Wichita and playing a corn ferry where you win 120000 if you win it, and you're guaranteed 120000 just to show up in one of these. So, uh, you know, the money makes the world go round, and that's why the PGA Tour has got to figure this deal out quickly because the more they piss and moan, And the more these guys start defecting, they're going to have to reevaluate. I'm just telling you, it's just not the big bad wolf anymore. You got to be careful how you do this.
0: Yeah, guys, have we heard anything else on guys like uh, Jason Kokrak? Are they possibly included in this? Why are they holding out six names?
2: Uh, so, sit, they're holding out six names. Five of those spots, uh, according to, I think it was Bob Herrig of ESPN or Sports Illustrated, whichever one he's with now, he said that five of those are reserved for qualifiers from an Asian tour event because Liv is affiliated with the Asian tour. But then that sixth spot, that 48th spot, nobody really knows What's happening with that spot? Maybe it's a, a last edition, Phil Mickelson. Maybe it's a late edition, Jason Kokrak. The the five are spoken for by the agent Tour, but the other one, we have no idea. That makes sense. Um,
0: yep. You know, and, and to me, like we, we have to remember that this live series is not a, an official tour, by the way. You know, we, we got to remember that, right? Because no. that can come into play, <laughs> not, uh, not especially yet. in the losses. Yeah. Well, and, 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 the tour, and the tour is going to
1: claim that they are, though. That's what they're going to say in their lawsuit. That's one of the reasons right. why that they denied them the you know, the waiver initially. Yeah. Well, and then then think about this. Okay, what if you get to play in London, and some guys see it that are on the PGA tour that have a lot more status than uh, pook does or uh, Chase Kepka or some of those? Do those guys get booted out, and they bring on better players? Yeah. I think you have to, don't you?
2: Oh, yeah, Liv's going to do whatever they can to get the strongest fields possible. Um, any, any pressing closing thoughts? We've pretty much covered our bases here on Liv. Uh, we'll take a break soon and preview Memorial on the other side. Any closing thoughts? Sam, start with you. We'll go around the circle. No, I mean, we pretty much covered it all for today, but this is going to be
0: an ongoing thing, I feel like, for a couple of years, guys. I mean, we could do a daily subject on this thing.
1: Yeah, guys, when you when you include the future lawsuits we have and the potential players, and I think the biggest point that we made here, guys, you're going to start seeing a a decent influx of of college guys start to go over there within the next couple of years with with the base guaranteed money and them not having to grind it out because we see it all the time, guys. Elite elite golfers, it takes them a while sometimes to get their footing on the PGA Tour. So if that happens and you don't make cuts, all of a sudden you're looking for a job and no one wants to do that. So, but the last thing I'll say before we throw it to Woody is. If the PGA Tour really doesn't want their product to be damaged by this tour, just let the guys play when they want to play in your tour. Don't ban Yeah, I think you're right on the spot on with that. And I think that's where it will all finally end up when all the dust settles. But here's the greatest thing for us, because we do this little podcast. This is great for us in a lot of ways, guys, because we got something that is controversial. You give me controversy, you give me viewers, or you give me listeners because everybody wants to get their opinion on this. At some point, we need a call-in on our podcast to hear what our, our listeners think.
0: Yeah, we'll definitely need to do that uh, on Sundays when we have our radio show, have callers call in. One last point that I do want to bring up, Colby, is I'm so glad that we did that Taylor Gooch interview uh, on March 28th. Everybody should go back and listen to that. It's about an hour into the show, um, and it just gives a voice to it where you don't just think that these guys are bad guys for going over to Saudi league. He gives out solid points and he's a very realistic person. It's not like um, you're just hearing it in headlines. You know what I mean? And so I'm glad that we did that interview for sure.
2: Yeah, absolutely. These guys uh, have the right to do what they want. We'll see how the PGA Tour responds, and we'll see what kind of event Liv can put on next week in London. All right. we right, uh, we've pretty much covered our bases there. Let's take a break, come back on the other side. We do have a, guess what? pga tour event this week the (laughs) memorial it's a big one it's jack's tournament it's a big Uh, one (laughs) it's a great tournament it's a great strength of field also i got some very surprise welcome news uh whenever i logged into our one and done pool just a moment ago so i'll share that with you guys on the other side as well stay with us here on the 73rd hole the official podcast of golf oklahoma
3: when something the size of a golf ball hits your roof you need to call mccray roofing mccray roofing is oklahoma's designer roofing service specialist For years, Jeff McRae and the experienced team at McRae Roofing and Exteriors have served fellow Oklahomans by helping them with their roofing needs.
2: We are back rolling along here on the 73rd hole the official podcast of golf Oklahoma head over to golf org. check out everything they have to offer covering golf here in the state of Oklahoma follow us on Twitter at the 73rd hole Instagram 73rd hole had some more good conversations during the break about the live golf series uh, not a hundred percent in agreement but uh, talking it all out and figuring out how it works in the game of golf and what it looks like uh, moving forward for live for USGA RNA PGA tour all that good stuff Uh Taylor, what was uh, – what, do you have an observation or a, a question? What, what were you talking about? Guys, uh, I, I saw one of the most
1: ridiculous things I've seen in the 21st century when it comes to broadcasting. So, and I, I've got to ask my man, Colby. Uh, my me. man with the golf channel. I, I just – got to get this figured out because it actually a my damn mind. All right, so we, we talked it earlier, right, about, you know, how, do you watch the European show, that kind of thing. So, I was watching it the other morning, and there was one of the best playoffs I've seen all year. It was the Dutch Open, Victor Perez and Ryan Fox, two really good players. In a playoff, Brian Fox actually doubled the 18th hole, or he had a two-shot lead, then doubled, so he kind of choked a little bit. But it's one of the best playoffs I've seen in a while. They both birdie the first hole. Brian Fox has a great chance to win on the second hole. He doesn't get up and down out of the bunker. On the third hole, Victor Perez has to lay up, and he makes a 30-footer to extend the playoff, guys. So we're going to a fourth playoff hole. You know what happens? The golf channel switches from the playoff to – Okay, okay. What are we gonna switch to? We're we gonna are we gonna watch some actual golf? The PGA Tour coming on? No, we go do to live from the Senior PGA, and we watch Stephen Amon, Bernhard Langer hit ball. i do watch this playoff? I go onto my computer, I watch it. I miss the first two shots in the par three in the playoff, and Victor Perez makes a fifty footer to win, and no one on the golf channel can watch it. Toby, why did we switch from one of the best playoffs in twenty twenty two to watch? These guys hit
2: balls. Well, because Taylor, Stephen Ames and Bernard Longer were absolutely flushing it in their warm-ups for the final round of the Senior PJ Championship, <laughs> obviously. I mean, that's obviously why they switched it over. No, I have no idea. That's uh, that's TV side. I'm on the website. And that's probably where you found it, was it not? Because we had it streaming. We had it on the homepage streaming. Yeah. yeah, but it took me five minutes, and I missed the freaking first
1: shot because you wanted to show some freaking old guys hitting balls instead of
0: a fourth hole of a badass playoff. Uh, it it just cracked me thing? up. It just cracked crack me up that we've with been – it cracks me up. We've been doing this for how many years now? And Taylor, pretty much every other show has a complaint with the Golf Channel, and now Colby works for him so- Hey, wait. I, I can't, I can't, I can't, I control, can't TV. control TV. Colby, Colby,
1: you keep defending yourself. And and Taylor, by the way, neither Stephen Ames or Bernard Langer won the Golf Tournament. So if they were <laughs> flushing it, really they, must, they, they weren't flushing it as good as Steve Elker.
2: <laughs> uh, yeah, Stephen Alker has taken uh, over the uh, PGA Tour champions. I'm, I'm sure that's uh, what everybody wants us to do a deep dive on. But, uh, guys, we did notice while we were in the break, it's been reported Dustin Johnson getting $125 million, roughly $125 million. What I'm seeing here is that the number is €100 million, Euros, and then obviously you do the uh, the exchange rate and all that stuff. But, yeah, $125 million, I – I would assume that that's up front. Details of the contract, whether that's up front, whether it's spaced out over a couple of years, don't really know, but $125 million uh, for DJ is the reported number, which makes sense, guys, because do you remember uh, several months back he said he was asked a question at a press conference, and basically the way the, the guy phrased it was: Ian Poulter said that he's been offered in the neighborhood of thirty million to go over and play on the live tour. Have you been offered something similar? And he laughed and said, "No, not something similar." Which, uh, no, that's not something similar. So, uh, yeah, I don't, I don't know. Sam, one hundred twenty-five million for DJ. One hundred and twenty-five million, and that's guaranteed. I, I mean, it doesn't say, but I'm assuming that's guaranteed. So if that's
0: guaranteed, that means he's going to make upwards of two hundred million playing on this tour, and people are shocked that he's going over there. Not me. I couldn't have said it any better myself. Sam. $125 one hundred twenty-five million. It speaks for itself, Woody. Uh,
1: yeah. Hello. I don't. I've never seen that kind of money. I wouldn't know. But if I can tell you one thing, if I was thirty-one years old again and on the PGA tour, you know where I'd be. Live in London. <laughs> <laughs> I'd gone to the live. Of course then I got divorced and I'd have none of it, but, but I would have gone to the live. <laughs> <laughs>
2: All right, great stuff, as always, from our man Woody. Uh, Hopefully all the guys at the Memorial this week are using the Groove It Brush to help them with their game. Cleaner clubs, straighter, longer shots. Go to GrooveItBrush.com. Use the promo code 73rdhole to get 10% off. It is quite possibly the finest golf club cleaner ever made. The water is in the brush. You put it on the club face, and boom, you have got the cleanest club you can imagine on every single shot. GrooveItBrush.com. Dot com promo code seventy third hole for ten percent off uh, gentlemen obviously Liv has just taken over the golf world but there is a really good tournament being played this week at Muirfield Village uh, last year the Memorial Tournament COVID protocols John Rahm forced to withdraw after fifty four holes he he really uh, talked about it earlier this week he said he was mad for about ten minutes and then him and his caddy went and had milkshakes and kind of laughed about just how crazy life is uh, and then he he had he said it was a little extra. Motivation to go out and win the u.s open he's a big favorite this week at eight to one uh i don't know guys how do we feel about john Rahm coming back for immediate redemption keep in mind he won in 2020 had the six shot lead last year so if he wins this week he'd be a a wd away from a 3 Pete at the memorial only guy to do that is tiger woods 99 through 01 uh sam how do you feel about john Rahm's chances to get redemption this week
0: well, I don't think he needs the confidence boost, right? <laughs> That's what he told me. No, we have validation no of that. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, I mean, obviously he's a huge favorite this week. I'm not going to pick him, uh, similar to why I didn't pick Scotty Scheffler at the PGA. It just makes too much sense to pick John Rahm, so I'm not picking him.
1: If anyone's been listening, I, I've, I've kind of alluded to it a few times in the year. I, I've been saving John Rahm for a special moment, and it just happens to be this week. Stay tuned. I'll talk about more later in the show. <laughs> oh, that's weak. Um, I, I will say this: that they say there's horses for courses. You know what I mean? Well, I would I would have to say that John Rom at Muirfield Village is secretariat. Um, I'm with you, kind of Sam, but I like him this week. I don't know. I think he's going to be. I, I think too. it's going to be hard to beat. Yeah, I agree.
2: Yeah, I like him this week, too. This is kind of a horse course place. You know, we saw Tiger do what he did forever here. Now, Tiger did that at a lot of places. He's kind of a a different mold. But Patrick Cantlay has won here twice. Obviously, the beneficiary of John Rahm's withdrawal last year. Uh, John Rahm won here in 2020 before the WD last year. It's – I don't really know how to judge – Colin Morikawa here because he won the Workday Charity Open here at at the Memorial at Muirfield Village on the old course. Uh, The following week, he finished 48th at the Memorial. But then last year, he finished runner-up. And, guys, this is the welcome news that I got earlier, and y'all are going to hate this whenever you hear me say it. So at the PGA Championship, I selected Hideki Matsuyama and Colin Morikawa as my two one-and-done picks, right? Guys, Mm -hmm. I, I never clicked submit. Those guys played terrible. I got on to make my pick earlier, and I still have Colin Morikawa and Hideki Matsuyama available. Oh my god! Luck out. Loophole. <laughs> loophole. <laughs> that is so. That is so lucky. That's I love a, my good loophole uh, god, right boys. There. Love me a good loophole. So uh, also, shouldn't
1: there be a foul for that though? Shouldn't there be some kind of foul?
0: Well, it, it
1: goes the both foul ways. He gets zero money.
0: Yeah. Okay, it works
1: both ways. It works both
2: ways. Last year, uh, Woody, I forgot. I can't even remember what tournament it was. I I picked Chris Kirk in the one and done, and he finished like top three. And I went in, and I never clicked submit. Apparently, this is a thing for me. I forget to click the button. And Chris Kirk, like top three for like 400K, and I didn't get any points that week. So I guess this is the one and done. God's kind of evening it out for me. Yeah, there
0: he you was go. So, he was so bullish on Chris Kirk on the show, too, and never put it in. Yeah. Oh, yeah. my.
2: Ridiculous. Also, guys, uh, speaking of hurt, Bryson dechambeau has been hurt for a couple of months. He's coming back. Bryson's got pretty good course history at Memorial. He won here back in 2018, finished top 20 a year ago, 22nd in 2019. I mean,. He's coming off the injury. He tried at Southern Hills. It didn't work. Uh, Pushed it back another couple of weeks, and he's back at Memorial. I don't know, a place where he's had some success. I think Bryson could potentially make the cut this week. Don't expect him to be in contention to win, but he likes this place. I think this is a good place for Bryson to to return.
0: Yeah, I mean, I I am very excited to see what Bryson does. I saw him hit a few shots out while we were at the PGA, and Bryson uh, looked – Pretty good. I, I was a little surprised he didn't play, but clearly that scar swelled up on him uh, to where he didn't want to injure himself uh, for the rest of the year. I think he's really looking forward uh, to the U.S. Open, but especially looking forward um, to St. Andrews. I think that that course fits his game pretty nicely.
1: Yeah, you know, guys, I, we we talk about guys that are good for the game, and I think Bryson draws a lot of eyes. I really want him to come back and play well, and I hope it's sooner rather than later. But until I see something, this is not the course that you want to come back on when you don't have any form. And you know, I mean, it's been what? It's been quite a while. It was the event in Saudi, I believe, that Bryson ended up hurting himself, and then he had the surgery or whatever. So he really hasn't been played good golf all of 2022. So I don't know. I'm hard pressed to see that if he comes in, like, but he did win in 2018, won the playoff, I believe, and finished 22nd in 2019, 20, and I finished 18th, 2021. 20, so I guess there, if there is any course, would he would come back on? It would be this. Oh, I think uh, I think it'd be good. We always talk about good for golf, uh, and, and that's why Bryson's good for golf. There's people can't stand him. There's people love him. So anytime mm-hmm. you've got a player that brings on that kind of um, an atmosphere of that much disdain one way or the other, I think it's good. I think everybody loves a villain. That's the fun part, and a lot of people look at Bryson as a villain because what he does with the golf course they don't like. Most people don't like it because they can't do it. But that I think it's good for golf that we have that kind of uh, competitiveness and that, that billing kind of out there.
2: Yeah, I think you're right. I'm looking forward to seeing Bryson tee it up this week. Uh, are we ready to dive into our DraftKings lineups? Yes, sir. Uh, I don't know who won last week. I know it wasn't me. So we'll start with you, Taylor. Give us uh, your cheapest option.
1: All right, so I am going to go kind of middle of the road here. Nothing too – extravagant at 7200 give me the uh, Indian men stuff give me Audubon Lahiri I mean talk about playing some good golf and he loves him Samir Village he's played here I believe four times trying to get my computer to load it. it's not working, shocker um but I do believe he's made the cut all four times he's played here and has been playing pretty good recently has, has gained some pretty good strokes here let me get the exact number here and also too, guys you know this is not a course it's not necessarily a bomber's paradise by any stretch so uh, you gotta have to be able to do everything in your arsenal. So, and and uh, Lahiri finished six in, in, at the Wells Fargo a couple weeks ago, fifteenth. Expect Mexico Open. So, what's good golf. So, follow the barrel, seventeen hundred. Going with that, boys.
2: Uh, all right, I'll give you my cheapest option, and, and this is going to come as a little bit of, of a surprise, a name you probably have not heard in a while. I'm going to go Bo Hogue at 6000 as my cheapest option. Bo Hogue is from the area, went to Ohio State. He grew up about 15 minutes from Muirfield Village. His grandpa was close friends with Jack Nicholas and helped him in, in founding Muirfield Village. He He's said that he thinks he has an advantage at Muirfield Village. He finished T13 here last year. You're getting him super cheap, at home I, I look i don't know he's boho he can shoot 12 over and miss the cut but he loves this place he grew up on this place i'll go six thousand Bo Hogue, sam well guys
0: my bottom of pick this week is a guy that i haven't picked on DraftKings all year this year but it's time to break him out it's our boy at 6700 matt jones and we're back here jones no it was the wrong button <laughs> no. we, we don't have so long since I picked him that we don't even have him on the button anymore but Matt Jones, (laughs) I love it there it is there it is uh our boy Matt Jones two top 10s on the year but recently guys he has played some better golf finished 12th at the Charles Schwab and finished second at the Valero Texas Open Uh, and he did have a sixth at the Memorial back in 2013, and in 2020 finished top 15 as well. So, Matt Jones, look out for our boy this week. It's time to get it rolling.
2: All right, who's your second cheapest option, Sam? Uh, I got so bullish on
0: Matt Matt Jones, I forgot to uh, pick (laughs) my second pick. So, here we go. I'm going 7,200, another guy uh, that a lot of people will be surprised that I'm picking this week, but not me. I'm going Ricky Fowler at 7,200. 9 of 15 made cuts. That's not very good. But if we go to Ricky Fowler's course history at Muirfield Village, it is really, really solid. Uh, so give me Ricky Fowler at 7,200 on DraftKings, teams, guys.
2: Okay. I, I thought about Ricky, but I decided to stay away. Couldn't quite afford him. So I just kind of went back to the well. He's been good to me. I'm, I'm just going to keep going to him. How about a little Stewart Sink action? He's been pretty good, uh, missed the cut at the Charles Schwab You think he's challenge. tired at all? Not wor- no, because he didn't play Saturday and Sunday last week. I like that. He got a little That's rest, okay. which is good. He's, he's getting a little up there in age. Uh, 23rd the week before at the PGA. A couple weeks prior to that, he was top 10 at Wells Fargo. He was top 10 back at the Valspar. I like the value that I get with Stuart Sink, uh, who seems to make a lot of cuts, and whenever he does, he can occasionally flash for a top 10. So I'll take Sink at 7,000, Taylor.
1: Uh, serious dick, absolutely loves this place. 66 rounds, he's gained almost 1.5 strokes on the field. I absolutely loves this place. I finally found my Lahiri stat, uh, just go back to my last pick. 1.29 strokes in 16 rounds here, so I love that. My next two picks, guys, are the definition of a horse for course. My first pick, 7,700, 46 rounds on this course, gaining almost two strokes on the field. and playing some good golf and testing some new irons. He's debating between using some pilots or some Mura irons. Hope he goes to the mirror because they look absolutely pure. That's Adam Scott. I mean, you look back on his history at this course, finished 16th last year, second um, back in 2019, fourth back in 2014, uh, fifth and fourth back in the uh, mid-2000s. So, absolutely loves this place. So, going to ride that. And then, going all the way up from 7,700 to 7,800, another guy who loves this place and has been playing some good golf has made, I believe, was that six cuts in a row, finished second at the Bolero Texas Open and third at the Heritage. That's Matt Kuchar. and and I uh, believe, 54 rounds here, guys. He's getting 2.5 strokes on the field. So, absolutely loves this play and playing good golf. There's not a better recipe for success than that, Colby.
2: Uh, yeah, that's pretty good. All right, good. guys. Uh, yeah, I like both those guys. Uh, I'm going to run this guy out, and this is just – I'm playing the risk-reward game, and it's probably more risk than reward. I'll probably regret it come Sunday. I might even regret it come Friday. Bryson's been out for a while, but he's only 7,800. He's only 7,800 at a course that he's won before. He's played well here another couple of times. I'm going to risk it that he's been putting in the work on his game, and he comes out and kind of plays free with very low expectations this week. He's way down the the list of of guys on odds that can win the tournament. There's a certain freedom to playing without expectation, and I hope Bryson finds that this week because I'm running him out at 7,800.
0: Yeah, and a course that he loves. Why not do it? Colby, we spent the whole show disagreeing, so it's time for us to agree on something. Give me Bryson hey. at 7,800, and then I'm going only $100 more, and give me Patrick Reed, who is initially playing the best golf that he has played in a long time, that is seventh at the Charles Schwab, and previously at the Memorial. He had not missed a cut here since 2014, and in 2021, he finished fifth in 2020, tenth. Uh, And then, let's see, in 2016, he finished eighth. He He loves this course, and he's playing better than he has in a long time. Give me Patrick Reed after Bryson DeChambeau, got,
2: He is. I thought about Patrick Reed. I had an extra hundred. I was between him and Bryson. I ended up going Bryson uh, just for the potential upside there again. I'll probably end up regretting it. My next most expensive pick, I'm going up to a rookie. Love me a good rookie. Saw him a couple of weeks ago at Southern Hills. Nearly won the golf tournament Uh, if he hadn't messed around and made a really bad double on 16 in the final round. Give me Cameron Young at 8,800. He just, he hits it a long ways. He has control over his golf ball. uh, Putts it pretty well. He's, He's only a rookie. I really like Cameron Young's future on the PGA tour, and I like him this week at the Memorial, Taylor.
1: I, uh, I actually really like that Cameron Young pick. Don't have him in my lineup, but that's the guy that's playing the damn off. off. So my next pick, guys, seventy nine hundred. Got gotta do it, Sam, Patrick Green. I mean he almost killed me at the PGA championship Ooh. and I just I don't like the guy. Yes, sir. But you but, but you look at but you look at the uh, the success he's had here. He finished fifth last year. And 10th the year before, I don't believe he's missed a cut here when he's played. I may be wrong on that, but I think in seven appearances, he's made the cut every time. Um, like I said, he finished eighth also back in 2016. And then he also finished seventh last week with Charles Swap. So, playing some good golf and on the course, just kind of like my other couple picks. Then my next pick, guys, going up to 9,000. I had a couple of other guys as my top two, but I made some last-minute changes, so that usually works good. But 9,000, I'm going Shane Lowry. Um, one of the reasons I'm doing that is he actually is the fourth favorite on the analytics data golf, which I mm-hmm. thought was pretty surprising in, in this good strength and field. Oh, that reminds me, we gotta do strength and field after we do our drafting picks. Don't let me forget. But uh, so I mean, been playing good, finished third at the Masters side with, with uh, Cameron Smith there. So I'm gonna and Rod Shane Lowry. He he actually likes this course as well, gaining uh point nine strokes in 20 rounds here. So I uh, kind of like that pick, but it gives me a little bit of uh, open value for the most expensive.
2: Yeah, I like that. One guy, I, I was hoping to get Morikawa in here, and I couldn't make it work, but I did get another guy in here who I love. You guys know I love him. Little Hideki Matsuyama action. Love me some Hideki. Got him available on DraftKings. Mm-hmm. I've, I've got him available in the one and done. The winner back here in 2014. Another couple of top tens along the way in 15 and 19. Uh, seems to be getting a little bit healthier. Top 15 at the Masters. Top five at the Byron Nelson. Ends up laying an egg at Southern Hills in the wind. But I like him this week at the memorial sam Dub, you make
0: a lot of good points and you stole my thunder because my winner of the tournament at nine thousand is shane lowry and if we take out the match play adding on to everything that taylor just said if we take out the match play his last seven tournaments he's finished 23rd 13th third third 12th 13th and second so i love the way shane lowry is playing and he finished sixth here in 2021 Give me Shane Lowry to win this golf tournament, the physical specimen that he is.
2: I like it, huh? Who's your
0: big dog? And then my big dog is John Rahm. He was the first guy I put in my lineup. I think that there's no way that he doesn't finish top ten in this tournament.
2: Uh, yeah, I mean, he's coming in, he's, he's playing well. He, he's almost always playing well. One, two starts to go at the Mexico open top 10 back at the match play. Uh, so John Rom obviously is a good pick and he's my most expensive at 11,100. Uh, I wanted to have some sprinkling of Rom, Cantley and, and Morikawa, uh, all three of those guys somewhere. I only managed two of them. I'm having to leave Morikawa out. Uh, but I like John Rom. Taylor, who's your most expensive? Most expensive. And you
1: mentioned him. You wanted to have him in your lineup. You couldn't do it. But in 12 rounds here, guys, he's gaining 3.3 strokes on the field. He was the beneficiary last year of John Rahm not playing because he finished second. Patrick Cannon ended up winning, but still ended up in a second place finish. Um, and also he won the work day here. Kobe mentioned it's a little bit of a different course, but still, you know, somewhat of it still suits drive. So Colin Morikawa is my most expensive guy. really for him. There's only one player who has gained more strokes than him and that is John Rahm. I'll go ahead and lead it into it. Because Woody, Woody shamed me. He said I, I was lame for, for saying stay tuned, but I couldn't give away my one and done pick that early. John Rom is going to win this golf tournament. I've been saving him all year. I said last year after he had to withdraw because of COVID, I said he's going to win this tournament next year. He's probably going to win by five strokes. I don't think he's going to win by five strokes now. I think he's only winning by one or two, but I uh, love John Rom this week. Like I said, I've been saving him all year and uh, that's who I'm going to pick at the one and done pick.
2: I imagine that'll be a popular pick. I'm going to go with the other guy. I'm going to go with the beneficiary of John Rahm's WD last year, Patrick Cantlay. In six career starts at the Memorial, his two worst finishes are 35th and 32nd. Aside from that, he has a seventh-place finish, fourth, and two wins. Now, one of those, again, was the beneficiary of Rom last year, but he still would have finished runner-up uh, regardless, assuming that Rom doesn't blow the six-shot lead, which happens from time to time. But Patrick Cantlay, another horse course here, uh, some decent form, really bad at the PGA, but he made it known that he was not a big fan of Southern Hills. He won the Zurich Classic with Xander Schauffele. He finished runner-up at the RBC Heritage in that playoff with Jordan Spieth. So a little bit of form with Patrick Cantlay on a golf course he loves. Sign me up. Sam, who you got? Unfortunately, Colby, I
0: accidentally pushed submit on Patrick Cantlay at the PGA, uh, so <laughs> I would have picked him this week, but I can't pick him this week. So give me Shane Lowry, like I said, winner of the golf tournament. I'm saving John Rom for a special occasion.
2: Well, Shane Lowry action. All right, Woody, we've all made our picks. Uh, you've heard all of our analysis. Morikawa, Rom, Cantlay. Who do you like this week? Give us a give us a couple of guys. Well, yeah, like we were talking earlier, guys. Courses for horses. I mean. It, it, I still
1: think John Rahm is going to win this top tournament, and and I don't know why. I mean, it's kind of like what you said about Scheffler at the PGA; almost the stars line up too much. But I still think uh, he wants to make a statement before the U.S. Open comes into town, and uh, we're
2: gonna we're gonna go with Rahm. Yeah, I like it. He'll be a popular pick this week. Uh, Guys, national championship being played out at Greyhawk. We've got Texas and Arizona State today. A little bit of added intrigue like we talked about earlier with David Pooch headed to the the, the Live Golf Invitational next weekend. But Texas and Arizona State, do we have to sit around and watch the Longhorns hoist hoist a trophy this afternoon? What do you think, Sam? I picked – texas this morning while i was on
0: with my dad those matches are just now underway cole hammer is one down through two uh to anderson of arizona state uh the next tee time is at 145 45 uh, uh let's see what is this mountain time pacific time whatever two hours Pacific behind time. Pacific, time. Yeah, pacific-, whatever. Eastern whatever. pacific time, time, <laughs> yeah I, I, yeah exactly so anyways in, in the summertime it's two hours behind out here so uh Anyways, we'll see Parker Cootie, Pearson Cootie, Mason Nome, and Travis Vick, and then uh, Jow, or sorry, Leo, Leo, Summer Hayes, Pujj, and Sisk uh, for Arizona State. So it should be a good one. But to me, I think that Texas is just the better team, and I know that Greyhawks sets up great. That you can play it with an iron. It, that means that it sets up great for Arizona State, who aren't a bunch of bombers. Um, and they're used to these you know this rye grass, this sticky rye grass and and you know um, the concrete greens out here in Arizona, but I still think that Texas will pull out pull it out because they're just a the better team t
1: I picked Arizona State yesterday. I think I think a lot of people had Pepperdine beating them, but like I said, I think they gained a lot of momentum when they beat OU who was the number one team in the country and they're playing a course they're familiar with. So I don't know guys, maybe it's just a little bit of me just wanting Texas not to win. But I don't know. Arizona State's a pretty stacked team. I think all all their top five is top one hundred in the uh the wagon ranks. I'm sure that's the exact same for Texas, but still it's gonna be it's gonna be a tight race. I don't think it's gonna be one of those deals where you know they're going to have four or five matches where everyone blows them out. They're going to have a lot of matches that are really close. It's going to be very entertaining. Wish it was the state schools that were playing, but uh, I'm going to stick with the Arizona State. League. Well, I had two choices: I can watch and see if Texas wins, or I can lay sod. I'm going to go ahead and lay sod because I can get right now. <laughs> either, either one of them. So um, you know, I don't care. How about that?
2: That's fair enough. I'll tell you what. I love it. This this summer Hayes kid is a killer. He went out and gave it to Goddard up, and then yesterday I can't even remember who he was playing from Pepperdine. I just remember that that one was over at the turn too. So summer Hayes for Arizona State is on a tear. Uh, that being said, I think Texas depth wins out. Uh, I think you've got a little bit of that distraction on the Arizona State side with the live stuff uh, and with Poojey. They played high to- Smith. As much, he played Highsmith, yeah, and, and he just let him have it yesterday as well. Uh, as much as I'm mm-hmm. sure that the Arizona State kids are trying not to think uh, about Pooge, and as much as he's not trying to think about it, I do think it's a little bit of a distraction that exists. Uh, so I'll take Texas to win this afternoon. And then finally, guys, before we get out of here, uh, Bart Bryant has passed away, uh, three-time winner on the tour won a couple of times on the champions tour as well only 59 years old uh as as he's passed from an unfortunate accident so uh really just devastated for for bart bryant's family and uh you know a, a name that was around the game of golf for a long time grinded uh really didn't didn't come into his own uh professionally until the the mid-2000s when he was about 40 but uh yeah a good player on the tour for a long time and, and sad to see him go at such a young age uh woody i don't know did you ever cross paths with bart bryant
1: i did and a, a really good guy I, I played a lot more with brad bryant um Uh, Brad Bryant was, uh, what did you guys say about Jamie Lovemark the other day, how he was all that in a bucket of chicken as far as looks? Well, Brad Bryant was just (laughs) the other way. We called him Dr. Dirt. I think there were sometimes (laughs) homeless people under a bridge that dressed better than Brad Bryant did. But the Bryant family, I make fun of it, but Bryant family, if I had a pairing and I was ever playing with Bart or Brad, I promise you it was a great day. They were both just a joy to play with and my condolences go out to that family.
0: Yeah, guys, I, I, I don't know if you guys remember this, but I'm pretty sure that Bart Bryant finished runner-up to Jay Haas in 06. Right, Woody? At, at Oak Tree? He did. That's exactly right. Spot on. Yeah, so that's just a shame. I, I can't believe that.
1: Yeah. Oh, guys, I, guys, I remember watching Bart Bryant. I believe he was probably on the the championship, but I remember watching him on PGA Tour, too. Great player. I'm honestly one of the more underrated guys that I remember. Kind of one of the guys that, that always flew under the radar. You know, if he was on draft teams nowadays, he'd probably be one of those guys that would steal in the, in the mid 7,000 ranks. He'd probably get a little more value than he should. But, you know, for everything I hear, just an absolute great guy. And guys, it's always just absolutely horrible when someone's taken before their time. It honestly breaks my heart.
2: Yep, very sad, and uh, hope everybody is uh, is taken care of in that situation, his family uh, and so on. So, uh, wishing the best to Bart Bryant's family, Brad Bryant uh, and, and his wife and daughters uh, who survive him. So, just a tough, tough deal all around. Great show today, uh, fellas, covering the live stuff. We got Memorial this week, uh, U.S. Women's Open as well this week, National Championships, uh, and the next week Live Canadian Open as we head into the U.S. Open. So, uh, golf never stops. We talked yesterday about things kind of kind of. <laughs> settling down here in the state of Oklahoma and they have with the PGA Championship and the NCAAs in the rear view. But golf never stops and we're back next week. Thanks everyone for listening once again to the 73rd Hole, the official podcast of Golf Oklahoma.